This is Shifting Our Schools episode 116, Virtual Learning Preparedness. We have some virtual learning guidelines, which are very broad. And uh, on Wednesday, we're going to have a little simulation where we're going to, from 2 to 5, the teachers are going to get together virtually and plan virtually and kind of start thinking what that looks like. Listen up, educators. Are you looking to take your classroom to the next level? The technological shift in education is happening right now. If you're looking to integrate technology into your classroom, you're in the right place. Welcome to Shifting Our Schools with your host, Jeff Udick. Welcome back to another episode of Shifting Our Schools. Thank you for listening and subscribing to us in your favorite podcast player. If you aren't subscribed, you can do that now. Just search for Shifting Our Schools wherever you listen to podcasts, even in Spotify, which is nice. So you can just ask your Amazon Alexa or Google Home, hey, play the Shifting Our Schools podcast and you'll get the latest episode streaming through your device instantly. We really do appreciate all of you who continue to spread the word about Shifting Our Schools. We'd love to hear your thoughts on different episodes, and you can do that by tweeting us using the hashtag, hashtag SOSpodcast, or reach out to us at SOSpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, you can always use the contact form on our website over at SOSpodcast.org. I continue to hear from schools who are either preparing to go into a virtual learning or are are already there, and Chris and I wanted to find a way to support both teachers and technology coaches. I know we have a lot of tech coaches and instructional coaches that listen to us, and we wanted to find a way to help. So I've set up a Slack account called Tech Coaches Unite. Now, anyone can join our Slack community focused around supporting teachers in using technology in the classroom. Currently, we have a great conversation going on about virtual learning and trying to support all the coaches who are supporting or getting ready to support teachers in a virtual learning system. I chose Slack because it's not Google or Microsoft, giving everybody an equal opportunity to join it, and it's just a great standalone system that allows us to talk about different topics in what they call channels. If you've never used Slack before, this could be a great way to try it out with other tech coaches and those that support teachers with technology. If you would like to join, just head over to sospodcast.org and on the menu at the top, you'll see a link to Tech Coaches Unite. Click there, set up your account, and myself and some 20 plus coaches will be there to greet you and help and support you in supporting teachers and your school. Just another way we're trying to give back to the community that supports us. On that topic, a virtual school, last week I was in Luxembourg working with the International School of Luxembourg and my good friend John Micton. John and I have both been in virtual learning situations in our past, and I wanted him to share his knowledge and how his current school is preparing for virtual learning. As the school around them continue to close due to the spread of the coronavirus, it's well worth a listen for sure. And with that... On with the show. All right. Welcome back to another Shifting Our Schools. Uh, I'm here with my good friend, John Micton, from the International School of Luxembourg. Now, and I can't even remember where we were when we met. I was in Shanghai. You would have been in... in ASIJ. You were in American ASIJ. Culture. And then you went to Prague. Yeah, Prague. And then you were in, in, in Switzerland. In Zurich, yeah. And now here... Yeah. And actually, I think no. You when I was at WAB, you had you were in Saudi Arabia. Yes, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was so uh, quite a while. Yeah, we've known each other quite a while. It's great. And uh, I am here working at the International School of Luxembourg this week, and we happen to be in this um, 
global crisis of virtual school. And both of us have had uh, our turn at doing virtual school. So I thought it'd be just good to sit down and, and talk a little bit about um, kind of the role you have here and some of your thinking around virtual school. So why don't you get us started with that? Yeah, so I think, you know, like many schools around the world, uh, this whole coronavirus has kind of amplified the fact that you need to have a virtual learning strategy. Uh, the schools in Asia, of course, have done an incredible job, and, and the resources being shared by our colleagues out there is just phenomenal, and really, I think, hats off goes to them. Some of them are in week five, six, yeah. and I can't even imagine. Here in Europe, we basically, things have accelerated really quickly. Jeff and I were just talking, the... Uh, Czech Republic has closed down all its schools. Madrid has closed its schools. 33 schools in Munich now closed. And, of course, as many people know, Italy is on lockdown. So we in Luxembourg are just waiting for this. <laughs> waiting for the call. <laughs> Excuse me, waiting for the call. And I think what we've done is really try to leverage as much the, the skill set and the capacity of our teachers. So we have some virtual learning guidelines, which are very broad. And uh, on Wednesday, we're going to have a little simulation where we're going to, from two to five, the teachers are going to get together virtually and plan virtually and kind of start thinking what that looks like. And I think that's, you know, every school is very different. You have a different culture. And I think, you know, for us, printing 900 pages and having people read that, I think people just want a brushstroke. And then they're within their teams are going to build their capacity on what to do. And we have the resources and the tech support and the hardware. So I think those things are important. I think we're in many schools are in a better advantage because many of us have taken on an LMS and Google Docs. You were talking about the Google Drive or Office 365. I think that has put us in a better position to move to that. But I think there's still a huge learning curve. And yeah. I think we're experiencing that right yeah. now. And I think you bring up a really good point that if a school is thinking that there is a chance you might go to virtual school, how can you, and I think on Wednesday is usually your early release day. Yeah. And now you guys have just taken that, whatever you were going to do, put that to the side and we're just going to give teachers space. And I think a lot of times that's what we have to do is set up a structure of here's what we'd like you to do. Get into your team. Here are some tools. Figure out how your team is going to support each other and your students if we were in that situation. Can you kind of talk through it? Because I think you guys have like kind of three steps that you're going to take teachers through on Wednesday. Yeah. So the first step is they're going to get together face to face and they're going to come up to common agreements. We've all agreed the faculty have picked uh, Google Hangouts. Uh, Google uh, Chat and Hangouts as their uh, virtual environment. So they're going to decide how they're going to talk to each other and plan, but they're going to do that face-to-face. -face. If some teachers don't want to do that, we have, of course, Office 365 Outlook, and then we also have uh, in Schoology a thing called Conferences, which is an inbuilt uh, virtual hangout like Google, but in the Schoology ecosystem. So we really want to give them some choice, but I think hangout has kind of by default become our tool. And then uh, after that, they're going to break up and they're going to uh, plan. They're going to make sure they access all the library resources and kind of have a good idea where all that is. Then they're going to also plan with the specialists. So many of our teachers have learning specialists coming in, EAL, teaching assistants, lab techs. There are a lot of other critical people that are part of the day, and we want them to kind of decide how they're going to do that. And then the last thing they're going to decide is what happens if somebody can't teach because of a personal issue or they're quarantined and they don't have an internet connection. So what is the capacity of the group to kind of build uh, some leverage to be able to do that. And I think what we're really 
trying to say is don't do this alone, do it as a group. And it's really important, I think, to tell teachers, you do it what's appropriate for your team. And it might look different for another team. I think we have to be very careful. This is already very stressful for people. They're going to have personal issues that they're going to have to deal with and their own fears. And like all of us, you know, reading social media, it's just becoming a little overwhelming. So we're going to phase it in. So when we go virtual online, we'll have two days, which are called self-care days where everybody transitions and just takes care of their situation. Then the third day will be a phase-in, so kids will come on at 10, and they'll get the information, and day four we go fully virtual. That's the plan. I'm sure things will change, but that's kind of where we're at right now. And I really like the way you guys have structured that. So if and when you go into virtual school, it's not we're not expecting kids the very first day to hit the ground running. That You have this phase-in of like day one, take care of yourself, Figure out what's going on. Day three, kids will be able to get in and there'll be something there for kids in their virtual system. And then day four, learning starts. And I think that is something that – you make such a great point. I think that's something that we have to remember. It's going to look different. It's not going to be a regular school day. And we have to just make sure that we give both ourselves and students space that this is going to be different for a while. And, and be okay with that. And I think that that's just a great message to say. I, I agree with you, Jeff. I think that idea that you're saying, this idea of space and giving time, because this is, I think, very overwhelming for... I mean, I'm somewhat overwhelmed, and I'm on the leadership crisis team. Yeah. And I, I'm thinking I can't even imagine what other people... you know. Yeah. And you, you want to make sure that people have that space. And it's hard with all the social media. What's true in fact? And that's one thing that I've been doing... People will tell, you know, I'll get an email or through Messenger, somebody will say, this is happening. And I'm like, is it fact or fiction? And then I go and cross-check. Yeah. Because I think we need to kind of tone this down a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And you mentioned earlier, and I think we can't make this point enough, that you're, I think in times like this, you really understand the power of being a networked educator. Yeah. The power of understanding, like you said, like Asia's been dealing with this for five, six weeks, some schools at this point. There's a lot of learning that if you were tapped in, you're not in this alone. Wherever you are in the world, there are schools that that are being able to share what is working, what is not working, being able to grab stuff, you know, grab the stuff that works for your school, your culture. Yeah. And I think that's something else is, you know, what works in Asia isn't going to completely work here in Europe, isn't going to work in, in America. Like, yeah. you have to understand that. Maybe talk a little about that. Like, you've worked in all of these places. Like, what, some, what are some of the things here in Europe that really you guys are really focused on? So one thing that we noticed, which is wonderful, the Asian schools uh, they have really shared a lot of resources through a variety of uh, Facebook groups and just generosity that is just amazing. And thank you, Asian International School <laughs> Educators. Really, hats off to you. We have this GDPR thing. So one of the things that we were getting is a lot of apps and things that we could use. And then suddenly we're realizing we still have this law hanging over us. So uh, my two digital learning coaches, we have a wonderful team that are working really hard here of digital learning coaches, both in lower and upper school. And what they've been doing is mapping these, the data mapping, to make sure we can use them. And actually our list is much smaller. Uh, It's still very robust. We can use VoiceThread, Nearpod, many of these really good ones that we all like, like Seesaw. But I think that's the thing in any situation. You have to kind of adapt it to your culture. And maybe in your culture, people don't like that and they like something else. I think one thing that we're trying to do is give teachers as much choice and voice 
because they are the experts. Yeah. We're not going to, I mean, in, in none, in, in none of our documents spell out how do you do the pedagogy. We are so 100% uh, behind our teachers knowing they're the experts. Yeah. And one of the things I've been pushing, you know, as we've been working here with teachers, but also in the podcast that I released last week, uh, is just the opportunity we have in 2020 to use video. And I don't want us to forget, you know, and, and you talked about this, like there's conferences in Schoology, there's Google Hangout. Like we have opportunities that even if we are quarantined into the, our corners of the world, it doesn't mean we're disconnected. And I think video is such a great learning tool to remember in both being able to give instruction and also having kids to give you feedback that not yeah. everything has to be written. Yeah. We don't want kids staring at screens for six, eight hours a day to do an assignment that they can go off screen and then film whatever it is they created off screen I and turn that. that in. And I just want us to remember that, you know, we've got these tools and, you know, for better or for worse, most kids or at least families have at least one cell phone that has an HD camera, you know, in their pocket that, that I think a lot of this is available for the majority of families around the world. And I love that idea that you were sharing is the idea that kids turn off, they go and do a cooking or something and they film it and then they upload it. I think so. Yeah. I think that's, and I think that's another point that you bring up that's really important is this idea of screen time. Yeah. And I know I was talking to Jordan over at Shanghai American. He was saying, uh, and one of the hangouts that was t uh, learning too was doing was that some teachers were actually cutting by a third the content that they were delivering, and the idea of balance and wellness. And you're starting to see on these Facebook groups that wellness is suddenly becoming much more important Absolutely. because I know uh, being quarantined for a long time can't be fun. Yeah. And you know what are you doing to keep healthy? And I think also with the video for little kids, there's something really reassuring if you see your teacher's face absolutely and they have their voice or read aloud and i've seen some teachers doing even read aloud and kids log in through their parents the other the other stakeholder group that really is uh we need to highlight is the parents because this throws a real spanner in luxembourg most of our parents are both working and suddenly if kids are at home what happens yeah right and you know i'm sure that's the case around the world and what does that mean for parents and that stress? So yeah. I, I can't even imagine what that's yeah. like. Or we have four kids and two computers. Yes. And well, every, every kid needs to be in virtual school, you know. Yeah. So this yeah. ability that's to get kids, off, get, get kids offline doing things, you know, yeah. and then turning their assignments back in. And I love the idea. And, and like you said, I think coming out of some of the stuff we're learning coming out of Asia already is this idea of cut whatever you're going to do, cut it in a third. Yeah. Give that space and time for people to, to do yeah. the work. Yeah. Uh, and don't expect it to be like it was. And that doesn't mean learning is not going to happen. Like we're in virtual school. It can happen. But give that space and time. You know, whatever yeah. you're going to do, cut it in a third. And, and figure out a way to, to get people because I think it's really easy to be on your couch just posting stuff yeah. you know yeah. as you know we yeah. both know yeah. uh, I think that's you know you can post a lot but if you have to digest it synthesize it and then respond yeah. that can be overwhelming and especially if you have eight classes uh, you know and, and so I think yeah I think it's it's you know Learning will happen. I think just the fact of doing this yeah. is learning enough oh, in some sure. ways. I think Absolutely. for me, I'm learning so much. And I know uh, my colleagues around me, we all feel we're in a huge learning curve. And I think in the long run, you know, I want to be positive because we need to be positive. Yeah. Is I think there will be a lot of benefits. I think a lot of teachers' skill set will actually uh, be upgraded. Not that it's 
it's bad now, but I think there will be a lot of new tools that maybe they didn't think of, and this has pushed them to think yeah. that. And new understanding, new understanding of yes. what is possible. And I think if anything, I mean, we saw that in the times that I did virtual school, is you come out of it and all of a sudden every teacher knows how to make video and everybody knew how to upload the Moodle. Like yeah. all of a sudden we had a new skill set. That when so we true. were back in a regular school session, we were able to continue that growth. Yeah. You know, so there is a, I mean, you hate to say that there's a positive with this, but that could be, you know, yeah. something to kind of hang your hat on. Or yeah. It's worth going through it just yeah. for, just for that learning. So. And what's amazing is just the, uh, the dedication and enthusiasm, uh, of educators that are involved in this. I mean, I just read some of the things that, you know, infographics that people are making. It's just like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. You know? And, and, and the sharing is people are so generous. I mean, everything that we have done here at the International School of Luxembourg is from things that people have shared. And uh, it's just the generosity is just wonderful and yeah. appreciated. So use your network. You know, yes. Go out, figure out where, where this stuff is coming from. Absolutely. Share, share like, and we're all better for it. Absolutely. I can't um, agree with you more, Jeff. That's awesome. Thank you. Thanks for your time. Appreciate Thank it. you, Jeff. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Shifting Our Schools with your host, Jeff Udick. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit sospodcast.org, facebook.com slash Jeff Udick, and on Twitter at judick. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review and subscribe, and we'll catch you next time on Shifting Our Schools.